0: All right, we're
1: recording. Uh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Text
0: Yeah. Where
1: we bring our group texts to real life conversations. I'm one of your hosts, aka Tommy Ain't Got No Job. AKA We got Emmys. AKA we got Grammys. Producers Produce.
0: And this is the Smug Dude. Love at first Smug. And the Storyteller. And once again, I'm the Smuggish Ruggish Bone.
1: Hey, you know, um, you know, shout out real quick to uh, oh, Who is your crew? Yeah, there's a uh,
0: Who are there you?
1: Is, there's an internet um, show that happens on LinkedIn that I know some people that were a part of. And uh, one of the people that was a part of that uh, show is actually doing numbers. I mean, kind of doing big numbers. I, you know, I ain't trying to pat nobody on the back, give anybody any credit, but they they, they, they put numbers up on the board. Uh-oh. So that, that's, that's, that's all I wanted to say. I Uh-oh. mean, and other people who did it, their numbers are looking kind of whack. But, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just, you know, that's just, you know, just, just talking. Oh, and then wow. Also sh- and also shout out to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the world champions basketball. Giannis. Antet- <laughs>
0: hey, dog! I was gonna make him the a young, but did you see how he pulled into Chick Fil A? Yeah,
1: he ordered a yeah, fifty yeah. he's piece. Part of it. He's partying. Yeah. He hey, go, he's bro. gonna have a fun summer. yeah. Hey,
0: man! He is smelling himself.
1: Yeah, he's gonna have a fun summer, boy. He was talking. He, he was talking. They were trying to figure out who he was talking about. Whether he was talking about LeBron or KD. When he said, "You know, you could go to a super team, or you could do the hard work," but everybody really thinks he's talking about Harden, because Harden they kind of trashed him, saying anybody could be seven foot and running, and jump and dunk. So everybody think he really was talking about Harden, but yeah, he 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 letting he, he letting his, his jaw hang right now. Yeah, you know? he
0: said, "I want to get a fifty piece nugget." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where can they find
1: us? Yeah, we on. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Pod Chaser. Hit us up. Questions of the week. Questions, comments, concerns. Unlimited Text Pod Instagram. Unlimited Text Pod Twitter. Or send us an email. Unlimited Text Pod at gmail.com.
0: Nice. So you gave me some advance notice on this one. So yeah. I, I, I'm i excited to have this little bit of a conversation. And for our, our <laughs> 1 million listeners if this uh, drags on, we apologize. Sorry, not <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
1: Yeah, but we're uh, doing numbers.
0: Question, uh, question of the week from a listener: If you had a wedding planned and at uh, at the venue, and a celebrity wants to buy out your day, how much would it cost to move your event, and would you be willing to do so? All right, so I have my wedding planned on yeah. on a Saturday. Or yeah. what not one weekend. I got people that made plans to fly in. To attend my wedding. So forth and so on. Correct. The venue that I want to. The venue that I'm having my wedding. That I've already booked likely a year in advance. Mm-hmm. Some celebrity now wants to come in. And use that venue. For that weekend of my wedding. They want me to. Either cancel my wedding, move my wedding, or whatnot, but they want to buy me out right. of my day. Is that right? Correct. All right, let's go. Let's hear from you.
1: Well, I. So let's let we cut, just the, check, do the, cut the check. Yeah, we are just gonna do the roundabout figure. So let's say the wedding twenty five thousand. That's how much I spend on my wedding, right? Twenty five thousand. So I'm gonna need fifty off the top because. I've already pretty much paid for everything. And most of those places aren't going to give you the deposit back, right? That's right. So I'll pay. At this point, if it's that close, you've already paid 100%. They're not giving you your money back. So caterer, I guess the venue will give you your money back, obviously. But caterer, flowers, everything else, they are not getting your money back. So if I pay 25, you got to give me 50 off the top because I need 25 to pay off the wedding and I'm going to need 25 to pay for my new wedding. Then... I'm going to ask for a per person that traveled stipend. So everybody that traveled to, to my wedding, or my uh, almost wedding, I got to do the math on it. might be about, about 2,000 a piece, because I got to make everybody that, that spent money, took time off, I got to make them whole. I can't have them feeling, so you know, like if I had 20 people traveling, that's another 40 right there, so we had 90. And then I might need about 10 to 15 just to, you know, because I'm my emotional pain of having to reschedule my wedding and having to make that phone call to everybody. So I'm I'm talking to easy hunted for me to even have a conversation about this situation. And this is based on a twenty-five thousand dollar wedding.
0: And you have to give a toast at my wedding? Oh yeah about that. You don't care about that. You just just want the check. Cut the check.
1: Cut cut the bag. Now, what I will say is is that I think this would be a very interesting circumstance for a lot of potential husbands and wives because I think a lot of husbands would be like, yo, give me that bag and a lot of wives would be like, yo, we've been planning this thing for a year. I got people coming in like my hair perfect, everything perfect. Want me to move this junk?" And the dudes would be like, run us that money
0: <laughs> hey i i was talking to my wife about it right and, and i said look this that would be a defining moment in our relationship <laughs> I, I,
1: I, it really would be. Like, really
0: be like really like you you we're gonna have to do the bonnie and clyde thing like we're gonna get that we we're going to make the best of this situation i was like think about it like i get it we did a lot of planning into it but in a perfect world, what I would do is I would be like, cool, you can have the venue, pay me off, and then just go get me another spot somewhere. Right. The right. same weekend. no. Even if it's, I was thinking like, even if it's an hour away. Right. Or whatever. Rent me buses. I can put everybody on the bus. We can ride to the venue together, whatever it might be, but just. Make me whole financially because it is a large, a huge, huge inconvenience. Right. And at some point, I understand uh, for the wives because emotionally they put so much time into getting mm-hmm. prepared for this thing. Right. And the families and all that good stuff. But at some point, you got to think about uh, what's practical. Right. <laughs> it was practical. And we know this is most people we talked about this on an earlier pod. Most people, instead of, like, doing a small wedding and saving money to put, like, mm-hmm. on a, for an investment or a down payment on a new home or something like that, right? they spend all this money on a wedding. So in this particular situation, financially speaking, we get exactly what we want. We get to get married, and we get paid to do it.
1: Listen, man. You know what? You, you remember, uh, what was that movie? Uh... Dang, can't think of the name of it. Bronx Tale. Yes. And I don't remember the joke we told him, like, you unlock her door and you see when you when you walk around and you see if she reaches over and unlocks her door for you. Yes. And he said something like, that's that's real love or something. Yo, this could be one of them tests dudes could start <laughs> you yep. can start throwing this junk out there. Be like, yo, babe, I just got off the phone with the venue and they said that uh, Michael Jordan wants our venue that weekend. He's going to give us $75,000. He can have our venue for the weekend. What you think? She like, hell no. know. He you be like, oh no, I don't, know. I don't know how she thinking. I don't know how she moving.
0: Mike can have that venue.
1: <laughs> but you know, you actually made a good point. I hadn't even thought about it because I think my mind went to like the worst case scenario. But like you said, you just move it to a new venue the same day. And you still get your bag.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just move me to like, honestly speaking, I don't know how great this particular venue is. Right. But I mean, it. it if it's the greatest venue in this particular city, right. I could understand like wanting to part ways with it how difficult it would be. Right. But I'm thinking of a wedding and some people might want to have it at a country club, right? but they're not members of this particular country club or don't have the access to it or the means to be able to maybe even afford it. Right. So if I'm, you're, con- you're the celebrity that wants to buy my wedding out. Sure. Great idea. This could even be a come up situation where, like I could have an even better wedding right than I've already planned because and you
1: and you got a story to tell for the rest of your life yeah. and
0: you throw some resources at it like okay right. cool send me a videographer give right. give me this top notch photographer or whatever it right. might be like help me get some some different wedding services and such so I'm anxious to hear what kind of feedback we're gonna get about this but yeah. From my lens, from my perspective, <laughs> I, like you say, every week, be a problem solver, not a problem finder. I cannot find a problem in this besides the emotional tie right. from the spouse, from the wife that's right. that's largely been putting all this together. Um, You know, if it d- can't work that weekend, then that's that's right. different.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I mean, that, that would be my thing. I mean, like when I got married, you know, pretty much. of my people came from out of town when I got married. So that would be the thing for me is, you know, like I said, trying to make those people whole and, you know, people got wives and kids and they took off and, you know, schedules, you know, we, we gave like nine month notice on our wedding. I think we sent out, I saved the date. So I mean, I gave people a long time to plan it. So yeah, if you trying to move it a week or two weeks, you're going to lose some people. But listen, if I cut them, if I cut them a check, yo man, you know, like, He go, he go a little check for you. You know, we good. And I'm about to get this bag. Yeah, they understand. A
0: young, a young,
1: young. Yeah, I don't know. It was so many this week. I was I was gonna send you some, but I was like, nope,
0: I'm just gonna stay out of this one. Yeah. I sent you one uh I guess it was yesterday or the day before. I've been sending you a lot of them, but suppose uh <laughs> uh we did this raffle and we won 1.2 million dollars, right? And nobody claimed it. And they tried to call me and they tried to call you because I put you on there as a good luck charm. Right, right, right. To help me win it, cause you're my nephew or whatever it might be. Right. And we went, and we find out that we won, and we show up, and they got two checks. They got a check for you for six hundred thousand, and yeah, a check she, for me for six hundred thousand.
1: She was so blown. Yeah, she hey, was so blown. Hey,
0: dog. So this situation is is uh, there's a lady, um, and her nephew. I really, I I don't understand really the full story of it. It didn't make that much yeah, sense yeah. to me.
1: It really didn't. It didn't. So
0: there was a oh, there was a raffle that they won. Um, and the pot was was like it wasn't the no was it was a it was a lotto. I apologize. It was a lot. It was a lotto ticket. The nephew went and bought the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. For the for the aunt, right? Go pick up the ticket for me. This is the number what, that we playing, right? So they couldn't find the winner. So they finally got in touch with him. So (laughs) the, 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 the lotto person was like, well, we ask around and we ask our management and they said, we should just split the check.
1: Yeah. Because both, your names on it. Because
0: both, you know, both your names was on it. So the lady pretty much was like, uh, uh, no, this is my ticket. He ain't have anything to do with this ticket. This is my ticket. I only put him on here to, uh, to uh, to to for good luck, right. and, and he went and picked the ticket up, and my lawyers would be in touch with him right away. Yeah, and she, she pretty much was
1: like lawyers, lawyers,
0: and she pretty much said he used to be my nephew. And, yeah,
1: she did in the
0: interview. Like, but
1: they so they they ended up working it out, right? And he still got two hundred. He got
0: two hundred thousand. I mean, she got a cool million, though, but still, yeah.
1: But she was like, "You is not getting half of my money."
0: I'm just saying young like that is to me a young I couldn't imagine somebody calling me like like bro you just bought this lotto ticket and in the back of my mind he uh he knew he knew it wasn't his ticket but he like shoot I went and played in my name on it they calling me I'll take this check for 600.
1: I used to say all the time if I ever hit the lotto I would put my grandmother's name on that jump so that way nobody could be asking me for money I'd be like that ain't my money that's my grandmother's money you can't ask me for no money but now after this I don't know, Grandma. <laughs> <G-G-G-G-G>. G-G-G-G, <yeah.
0: laughs> Still in the Rona? Are we, are, we, are we calling it COVID now? COVID-19, yeah. huh?
1: COVID, COVID, that Rona, that Delta, that Lambda. So it's all happening, yeah?
0: Jeez, man. 16 months later.
1: Crazy, right? I know. I swore, I swore we was at the end, like about two months ago. Man. I tried. I, tri- really I
0: tried to tell you. I tried. I've been trying to tell you for tunnel, sixteen man. months. I bro.
1: saw. I saw the light at the end of the tunnel like two months ago.
0: Man. Well, we already know people are selfish, and we already know the situation. Um, I tried to tell you. I told you.
1: Nah, you was right. Man. You was right. So this week, Florida, which had been a uh, first of all their governor is selling shirts to say basically like I don't mess with Fauci uh, or, or forget Fauci or something like that. Basically you're trying to attack Fauci. And then this week Florida accounts for 20% of all new COVID-19 cases. So maybe you should have listened to Fauci.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing. Like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going on record saying this. I understand people want their rights. Right. Trust me. I get it. You don't want to be forced to do anything against your will, whatever it might be. But bro, you got to really stop and look at this situation. Right. They're telling us scientifically that if you get the coronavirus and you don't have the vaccine, 99% of the people that are dying, Mm -hmm. still dying from the 600,000 that died before, or 500 plus thousand that died before the vaccination. Right. That you're likely going to die, especially with this new variant. Right. Like I can't understand why number one, you just wouldn't either wear a mask or can really heavily consider getting the vaccine. Like if you choose not to do it, I I understand. I get it. But like stay away from me. (laughs) stay away from everybody else that you can pass that you can pass it on to right and just live in your world and do what you do because like it's a real thing so i just i don't understand i don't get it i still do not get it all right take the whole vaccine away right what is it gonna take for you not to get COVID? What is it going to take for you not to spread COVID? Right. Right. Because it's real. You can get sick and you can die from it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like the the fastest way we all get back to normal is following social distancing, following mask wearing and people getting vaccinated. Like I said, you know, as we, you know, you go back to the beginning when this pod, when they first started talking about the vaccine, I was like, I'm getting round three or four of that thing. And then after we had been living like that for almost a year, I was one of the first people to get the vaccine. Because I just, you know, I I know too many people, man, that have died. I know too many, I, I think I talked about last week, I got a good friend of mine who got it last March. Last March, over a year ago, still doesn't have his sense of smell back, fully. Like, that's over a year ago, like again, there have been 600,000 people to die of covid there have been none that i've heard of there are people say it was 6,000 they say 6,000 people have died after taking the vaccine let's let's concede that 6,000 people have died after taking the vaccine 600,000 have died of covid again which choice are you going to make 600,000 or 6,000 which ain't even true but let's just say it is 6,000
0: yeah i'm trying. Uh, i'm trying to live today
1: yeah it, it's it's crazy. I, I should go back. I'm gonna skip ahead. Cause it was something we were talking about, but there was a nurse in Alabama who was saying that she has all of these patients who are dying of COVID and they're asking her, can she give them the vaccine? And she's like, yeah, too late. Like it's too late. They're like, yeah, I wish she's like, so I can't take the vaccine now. It's like, no, it's, it's too late. And she, she said, there's been a number of people who, First of all, when they first come in, they told her they don't have COVID. She's like, "You got COVID?" They're like, "No, I don't have COVID. There's no such thing as COVID." She's like, "You have COVID." They're like, "I don't have COVID." <laughs> she's like, "Okay." And then a week later, they're dying. They're like, "Can you give me the vaccine?" And she's like, "No. I mean, it won't help you. It's too late." It's, it's again, man. Like you know, you can't you can't protect yourself from every. I mean, I look at it like this, man. You can't. We go driving every day. And there's a chance you get in an accident, but you put your seatbelt on, you get a car with airbags. You know why? Because you want to have as much protection as possible Yeah. when you're, when you're out in these streets. So that, that's my thing. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe we got to try, like, the French. Because on Monday, the French president, Macron, Macron, ordered proof of vaccination or negative COVID test to enter cafes, cinemas, and shopping malls. Result? three million new vaccination appointments in five days. So he basically told people, yo, you can't go nowhere no more. If you ain't got the vac, or you, or you just can't go nowhere no more. And people were like, no, I want to go places. So 3 million appointments in five days after he did that. I mean, I, I don't know, but you can't do that here because one in five Americans, and I'll say that again, one in five Americans, We have 350 million people, something like that. So 35 million. So let's say 17, 20%, 17, 3, 5. So about 70 million Americans, one in five Americans, or 70 million Americans, believe the US government is using the COVID-19 vaccine to microchip the population. So that's 70 million people that we know for certain will never take the vaccine.
0: And and they also I've I've seen on it's the only news I see these days is on social media. Everybody knows everything. There's so much misinformation right. out, right? That this they're using the vaccine as a chemical weapon.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: that's the real chemical weapon they're saying.
1: they to inject they got, they got slow... with with the weapon? Yeah. Well, that's what they were saying too. That uh. 75% of the misinformation on Facebook is being put out by 12 people. Wow. 75% of the misinformation about the vaccine is being put out by 12 people. That's a lot of damn power for 12 for people. 12
0: people. Twitter too. They were saying how yeah. they want to shut Twitter down.
1: Yeah. It's it's crazy. Hey man, it was crazy this week because I had to actually agree with a dude who I cannot stand. Uh,
0: talking about uh hannity or what's with what the dude from nah, fox news
1: michael irvin
0: yeah. oh oh that's your man
1: michael michael irvin of the cowboys was yeah, his nose
0: was his nose running on online
1: don't he, don't he like to say the name of the team he played for michael irvin
0: i'll he root for them over to the, your team
1: he basically came out this week and said if you're unvaccinated that means you don't really care about winning and this is obviously related to, to football and sports. And he was saying, because, you know, they, there's been a lot of talk this week about what percentage of uh, teams have. I think I think they're trying to get to the threshold of like 85% per team, right. at least. Because there's there's it's real restrictions on if you're not vaccinated. Like, you can't travel with the team. I mean, you can't travel on the same part of the plane. You can't go into the weight room except for a certain time. Just like all these restrictions. Like, you can't. It's a lot of things it's going to make it hard for you to come together as a team if you're not vaccinated. Right. So basically Michael Irvin said, if you serious about winning, if you serious, and also the, the fear of if you get it, not again, saying it again, just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean you won't get COVID. But if you get the vac, if you get COVID, you got to sit down for at least 10 days, which could be close to two games. And in the football season, you miss two games. That that's a huge impact on your season.
0: Well, on your season because you you lose two games potentially, right. uh, your career because right. you best believe they're gonna replace you those two get Somebody is hungry and is gonna step into and fill that position, right? It's Just like getting hurt, you know, someone gets hurt, somebody gonna step in. Right. So so yeah, there's a lot of lot of uh you know issues that could go on with that. Um, Michael Irvin, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I would agree with him on that. I think that's a good a, a good comment.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, just I mean, it was, I mean, at this point, I I couldn't understand like you know when CP three of the Suns they said he got it, but he said he he was vaccinated. But at this point, especially if you're in the playoffs, or if you're on a good team, like if you're on a sorry team, like if you're on the Giants, I mean, there ain't no reason to get vaccinated. Yeah, you, know? you you're sorry, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't gonna do nothing. But yeah, if you on a good team and got a chance to win, like everybody gotta be vaccinated. Mm. Because we can't have one person messing up the whole, you know, spreading on the team something like can't have that. We trying to win.
0: I don't just really Michael Lewis's point. I don't really care about NFL football.
1: Oh, by bad, the way, so bad. that
0: whole Giants jab. <laughs> um I used to care about that. I like some of the players. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a few friends with checks. You know what I'm saying? You know. Jack.
1: Guy guy gets one autographed football, boy. Can't tell him nothing. So, you
0: know, uh, it's actually a helmet.
1: Oh, my um, bad, my bad, my bad.
0: But, but, you know, I I root for those players. Mm -hmm. So, you want to, you know, throw these shots at the Giants. I understand you're bitter. (laughs) I understand. Because your guy was an A Young too this week, by the way. Your quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nah, that ain't my quarterback. (laughs) He ain't on my squad no more. So, would it,
0: Eric Clapton?
1: Eric Clapton said he would cancel any shows if the venue requires attendees to prove that they are vaccinated against COVID nineteen.
0: Hold on, say that that again.
1: Eric Clapton said he would cancel any shows if the venue requires attendees to prove they are vaccinated.
0: So, I'm Eric Clapton. Right. I'm getting ready to do a show. Show Mm -hmm. um, tells me that the only way that my my we can have an audience. Mm-hmm. Is that the audience has to prove that they've been vaccinated. Yeah. Okay, and he said he's not gonna do the show.
1: Yeah. Interesting. He said he, he doesn't want people to be feel like they're forced to do that to go to his shows. Cool. Well, won't see me no Eric Clapton show then.
0: Man, I, I'm, I, I'm puzzled, man. I'm baffled, like how how we got here. Again, right. we got, that's that's the great thing about the U.S is that we have uh we have these freedoms Mm -hmm. right it's also a curse as well that we have these freedoms because in these these particular situations no one is using like common sense and discretion in this case and maybe we'll look up in in several years and we just were all wrong about what we talked about for the last 16 months right right right. maybe these six hundred thousand deaths really didn't happen (laughs) <laughs> you know, like I don't know, maybe right. maybe it wasn't COVID or something. I have no idea, but I cannot, for the life of me, understand why this isn't like a situation that everybody takes extremely serious.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I just don't understand what what the. I don't understand how that hurts him. That's that's the part I don't understand. Like, if the venue said they want everybody to be vaccinated, that probably means you can have more people at the show. That prob- you know what I'm saying? It probably means it's going to be, probably these people aren't going to have to wear masks at your show. Like it's going to be a more enjoyable experience for you and your audience.
0: Pot- potentially, but he probably, uh, I'm sure if he's saying this, he doesn't believe in it. And he's probably yeah. not vaccinated himself or, you know, yeah. or he's making this particular stance in regards to freedom right, and rights and such. Like it, be- it became, it's becoming political. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's all it can be is politics if you're not using your common sense. Right. Because common sense, we just talked about it, will tell you that this is the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. So it's either got to be politics, religion, or common sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, some people, you know, I, I will say that some people have, uh, you know, medical reasons that they can't get it. You that know, they
0: can't get it, not that they right. won't get
1: it. Right. They won't get it. Right or medical reasons that make them concerned about whether they should get it, you know, maybe. And again, I mean, some people are saying they're going to wait till it's officially 100% FDA approved, which should be happening soon. So at this point, I feel like either you're going to get it or you're not going to get it. Like it's still like waiting for information. Like there's, you know, there's no more information to come out. You know, like at this point, people have been getting it. Close to six months. I mean, obviously, we won't know the long term effects for 10, 15 years. Like we, you know, we just we don't know. But again, like I said all the time, we know the long term effects of McDonald's. And I see a lot of people who say they're not taking the vaccine at McDonald's every day.
0: I'm saying that's what this is all about, right? What's
1: going on in your city, man? Right?
0: Oh, it's my town now all of a sudden?
1: Hey, man, you know, that's, that's your part of town, Southwest.
0: Man, dog, imagine being at the uh, Nat Stadium.
1: You know, you, our, boy, our boy was there. Really? At the one game? Of groom, one of my groomsmen was at the game, yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. you hear pop, pop, pop,
1: pop. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, I, I, I was um listening to the uh, news the other day. Or, uh, it was my sports center or something like that, and the Nats coach was talking about um what it felt like. Mm-hmm. and they were like it was really loud like you could hear it inside the stadium yeah. it felt like the gunshots were inside the actual stadium so what was this a couple how, uh was it over the weekend
1: yeah over the weekend. i guess we should tell the story again so over the weekend in washington dc the washington nationals are playing a game i forgot maybe I think
0: the, it was uh the padres or something padres
1: like san diego yeah so at some point during the game Uh, Everybody heard gunshots and man, the videos of people like running and it was it was one thing where they were like in the bar. I don't know if you saw the one in the bar where Mm -hmm. people like jumping over the bar and dude had his kids and he was like trying to hide his kids. It was it was crazy. And then
0: players running off the
1: field. Yeah. And it was actually people running into the dugout with the player. The players were like, yo, like, come this way, like come, come in the dugout.
0: And yeah. Like, and they were trying was, to get their families out of the stands, the bleachers yeah. and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just crazy during COVID, but you know, situations like that, you ain't think about COVID. It's like, yo, somebody, somebody shooting. So anyway, the shooting ended up being outside the stadium. A couple people got shot outside the stadium, but the way the stadium is it's an open air stadium. And they say literally like where the shooting took place was like right on the third baseline. And they said the shooting probably was less than like 300 feet from the actual stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it was like the street, like right outside the stadium. So they were saying like when it, they said the videos of people running is crazy. I mean, just the, the sheer, which I mean, it's weird. Cause this, this is the country we live in now, right? That you can go to a sporting event or you can go to a movie theater or you can go to something like this and you don't even think about it. But once you hear the gunshots, you immediately go into this, could be something crazy mode. Oh, yeah. Because even, I know we saw we like even in the movies, like, white people would hear something, they'd be like, Yeah, hey, what's going on? And they walk in that direction. And, you know, black people will be running yeah. 100 miles an hour the other direction. Opposite. But I watched this video, everybody was running. It wasn't nobody trying to stand around and look around and investigate. Oh, yeah. Everybody was on the move.
0: Everybody is on high alert these days. <laughs> yeah. Like, people's senses are are way up now mm-hmm. um as the things that are going on it's uh was it a drive-by shooting like uh they were yeah, in cars yeah weren't yeah, two yeah, cars yeah. shooting at each other or somebody was shooting at another car yeah it wasn't yep. like they were shooting at someone on the street it was mm-hmm. cars shooting at each other
1: right yeah, it was some uh it was some fast and furious stuff
0: yeah, I um, that yeah, like a Honda Civic or something. Like, uh, they said, look, they described the car. I think as a Honda Civic with a missing hubcap on the back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's no, it's no better way to commit a crime than with a missing hub. A cap. Missing
0: hubcap, a missing hubcap, and then man, this is really sad. Like, um, in, in the same weekend.
1: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you go to that. Okay, okay. So. There was an interview the next day of a little girl that was at the game the night before, eight-year-old. And she said, they asked her how she felt, and she was like, oh, you know, not that it wasn't that bad. This was the second shooting that she had been a part of. Oh, my gosh. Eight years old. And she, I watched it. She really did say that, John, real matter-of-factly. Like, they were like, so how did you feel? She was like, oh, you know, I mean, people were running and stuff, but... She was like, yeah, but it was one I was in a couple of, I forgot what she said, but she's like, yeah, it was when I was in, like, so I knew what to do. Eight years old, I had to just be that casual about hearing gunfire.
0: Man. Wow. What, um, what, the little girl, what was her nationality?
1: She was black. Black girl. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's... She just, ca- she just casually, like, oh, yeah, no, 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 you know. You know, the reporter, you know how the reporter was trying to size it. Yeah, of course. Like, man, this had to be the scariest thing you've ever, tried. you know, she was just like, yeah, you know what I mean? People running, it's like, ah, you know, it happened, it happened to me before. Like, I, you know, like I know what to do. Like, I know what to do. That's crazy. Eight years old. I know That's what to crazy. do eight years old.
0: You know, in other countries, though, it's like that, though. Like, every day, they like. Yeah,
1: it. I mean, I know. We talked about that before. Like, how we talk about ghettos over here. But you ain't never really been to a ghetto until you've been to some of them places. Where <laughs> yeah. They, where, they, where they literally bombing your neighborhood every day.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a friend that he said he slept in a bomb shelter pretty much every day. When he was in uh, when he was in Israel, okay, he spent time over there. Um, uh, Siri here, let me know this, uh, Siri. Okay, um, oh, <laughs> uh, they spent, <laughs> what up, Siri? <laughs> they spent some. He spent some time in uh, in Israel, and uh, during the uh, Palestinian situation mm-hmm. that they just recently had, and he said he spent his entire time in a in a bomb shelter. And he's crazy. like people. People in the city like go about their business like nothing's happening.
1: Right. Like, yeah. We don't, we don't. We don't. We not want to live like that with eight year olds though. Like, no, God, of that's course crazy not. That's
0: crazy. I couldn't even imagine like with the type of trauma that she uh, you know, she that somebody got to get to her like right away.
1: Yeah. Case, she like cool. I said, she was just so like yeah yeah you know shooting yeah it happened.
0: Wow. Wow. And then a the little girl, uh, six year old. Uh, Naya Courtney was her name. Mm-hmm. Um, was killed in D.C. last weekend. She was riding a scooter, and someone had dre- driven through the neighborhood and shot the block up. Yep. Shot the whole block like a drive-by shooting. Shot the block up. No, no rhyme, no reason of who they were shooting at. They probably knew who they were shooting at, but didn't care who was in the way. Right. And then just, just, just just let off and just shot as many bullets as they possibly could and hit this little innocent girl, six years old outside riding a scooter had nothing to do with anything that was going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, like I said, I mean, it's eight year old. that said it happened, you know, she's been a part of something before. This is a, this is a second time. I feel like we've talked about this on a podcast, just about a little kid under the age of like six or seven being killed in D.C.
0: No question. Hey man, we talked about this uh Tommy. Like it's a there is a code. Right. Right, when you live that life, any life in general, mm-hmm. there are rules that you play. Mm-hmm. And there is a code. Like I was thinking about the scene, uh, I don't know if you remember the the scene in Scarface. Tony, we talked I talked about Scarface last week, I think. Right. T- Tony right. Montana. Remember they were in the car and they were trailing this other car? And, and, and Tony had hired this guy to, to, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to, to, to uh, detonate a bomb, right? Right. He planted the bomb on the car. He had the, uh, he was riding in the front seat with Tony Montana in the movie and he had the, uh, the detonator in his, uh, in his lap. And basically the plan was to, to basically trail this car because uh, you know, the movie's old and the technology wasn't great right. back in the day it had to be a certain distance from the car or whatever. And he was supposed to press the button and blow the car up. So when they noticed the people that drove by, there was kids and a wife mm-hmm. and the person, they were trying to, you know, kill the drug guy, or whatever. It might've been a politician or whatever. Yeah, he was, he
1: was a politician yeah, talking about that. Yeah. It was yeah. a
0: politician. And um, uh, Tony, the drug lord, um, saw that there was a kid in the car and the uh, the politician's wife so he like no 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 don't do it i'm not about that that's not what we do we're not killing no innocent kids and you know blah 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 and the guy was like basically like i don't looked at him like i'm paraphrasing but like i don't know what you're talking about you hired me to do this i'm pressing the button right and tony shot him in the car was like yo like i'm not that guy like that's not what i do i'm not i'm an (laughs) animal
1: I'm the worst dude on the planet, but I will not cross the line of kids and children. I will dude. not
0: cross the line on kids and children. Right. And so like, that's the thing is like, like what's happening is, is there, there, there are less, we talked about this as well. Like, so there's less men out there, right. Mm-hmm. In these situations that, that are older, that understand these codes and have lived by the street. So just even being good mentors, right. right. And, and, and to be able to, to, put them put their hands down and try to lift people up and help them understand these codes, right? There's right. a bunch of youngins out there that have no idea and they just doing things in haste, living for the moment. And right. they, they're not, they're not following these codes that the way that they're supposed to be following. There's no way in the world that you're supposed to go and shoot up a whole block and not care about who gets hit with the bullet. Yeah. Innocent people. Because they're not a part of your war.
1: Right.
0: That you're in. Right? or your yeah. beef yo I won't even call it a war but your beef right. that you're in right.
1: Yeah I mean we've talked about this before man the 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 lack of valuing of life and it even goes back to what we talked about for 16 months with covid I mean it really is a devaluing of other people's lives like the fact that like you said that whatever this beef was and I you know I talk about it all the time like watching first 48 and you know they got him in the they got him in the box, and they like, yeah, man. So you killed Junior, man. Like, why, man? He owed me forty dollars worth of weed. Dog, so, oh, you killed that man for forty dollars worth of weed. Forty dollars worth of weed. He did you in jail the rest of your life. Yo, his family shattered. Your family shattered for forty dollars. Mm. Or or he or he looked at me wrong. Like it's it's the I don't know, man. It's like it's this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, how how we've just learned to devalue life and it just, it's just the value of it and it and, and ain't no coming back from that, man. Like
0: I would go ballistic. Like, you don't, I, I would, they would have to put me in an insane asylum. Right. Like, I'm outside playing with my, my daughter. Don't
1: no, even talk about it. Yet. I don't even talk about it.
0: No, I'm going to talk about this. I'm sitting on a stoop or whatever it might be and that happens. Man, yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine how that would feel.
1: I only like putting that energy in the earth, you know? but yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, like I'm going to jail. I'm telling you that it ain't going to be no reason. I mean, they can have a trial, but me and him is me and him is going to see it. Like we I'm going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to jail. Like it's going to happen in the courtroom and I'm just going to let everybody know what's about to happen.
0: So I know like we don't, we don't come on here and preach a lot. I don't think we preach. Right. right. We just talk. Right. And, and I, uh, in my situation, you know, from my standpoint, all I'm saying is, is if you're going to be in that life, that's what you do live by the code, right? Whatever the code is, live by it. And it's, it's really about gun violence at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about gun violence, but also understanding. No one's trained on how to use the guns. No one knows why they got to use the gun. Mm-hmm. Right. No one understands how to prevent things like this from happening. Right. Right. And so, again, I'm not advocating anybody doing stuff illegal, but, like, just understand your craft. Right. Like, I mean, like, really, like, understand why you're doing what you're doing. If you're going to use a weapon, understand how to use the weapon. Right, Because, like, I got to believe, like, there was, like, Nas has a song called Accident Murderer. Right. Right? Like, right, with Ross. <laughs> you squeeze the trigger, right. but you ain't really mean to do it. Like, right. you didn't mean to kill anybody, but now you're known as this big shot and you the murderer in the neighborhood right. or whatnot. But, like, man, who comes and, like, just... Let's off a whole bunch of bullets and you don't know where they're going. Like you ain't aiming at anybody specifically. You just
1: shooting. I mean, I'll, I'll always tell them, I'm gonna leave it with this. Tell me the dude that you know this that was in the game, that's retired, got him a nice house, just chilling somewhere. It ain't it ain't it ain't no positive end to this. It ain't no happy ending to this. I mean, over, over the years, you know, everybody had their run, you know, you're on top for, you know, some of the dudes that had the biggest runs, you end up looking back on it, they had that run for like 18 months. Yeah, you was on top for 18 months, but now you've been locked up for 40 years. Or now you dead, or now whatever. It ain't worth it. It ain't no happy ending to this. It ain't they, they ain't no after school special that shows some drug dealer sitting on the island. You know, everybody raps about they sitting on the island in Miami or something. It, that ain't real. They dead in jail or they still in the game. But it ain't no happy ending to this. It's just not.
0: Man, I'm glad we up off of that subject.
1: I know, man. I, I it's I mean that y'all like the COVID, man. I hate having to talk about it, man. But sometimes things just happen. It's like you 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 can't just let it just let it be out there.
0: Yeah, you can't let that one slide. There's there's none of it can slide at all. But at some time, at some point in life, enough is enough.
1: Right. Enough. I mean, I know like this one, like that one. We was my group text was popping with the shooting at the stadium last week. So we got to talk about it.
0: No question. So, uh, um, there was a report that came out, right? That in mm-hmm. <laughs> no county or city in America that someone can afford a modest two bedroom home uh, with to the rent. to rent. Yeah, to rent a two bedroom home in the local's minimum wage if they work forty hours a week. Is that right?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: All right. So if they work close to fifty-five hours, then they'll be able to afford it. So you have to work an extra three hours a day. So right. You got to work an eleven-hour shift,
1: or work on the weekend, or work Maybe on yeah, yeah. Work,
0: or work on the weekends. So, that's so overtime that's, essentially, you have to work yeah. fifteen hours worth of overtime, right, to be able to afford a two-bedroom home, mm-hmm. and everywhere in the U.S.
1: Right. Wow. That's and that's from that's that's obviously that's minimum wage and you know everybody always says you know you shouldn't you shouldn't work a minimum wage job but somebody gotta I've always said somebody gotta work that minimum wage somebody job. Somebody
0: has to work the job. Man.
1: Like you know we all we all say somebody don't want to work the minimum wage job but swear to God if that McDonald's I know I'm like that now that they said that McDonald's like one dollar McChicken sandwich that jumped like a dollar ninety nine now and I I, I I be thinking about that just now dollar ninety nine. <laughs> I be thinking about that. And I and I know they ain't go to my man working at McDonald's getting the increase in his minimum wage, but I do be thinking about that, John. all like hold on. Yeah, that John used to just be a dollar. Yeah. And What's that? What that with 99
0: cent cover? That's a COVID tax.
1: Yeah. Hey, look, if it if listen, if you if you sit on your store, and I've said this before, if I walk into McDonald's and whatever I get is 8 99 and they say, yo, it's now gonna be 9 99 or it's gonna be 10 99 and we're splitting that difference between all the employees. Like that the extra $2 that we're charging for you is going directly to the employees. I, I'd gladly pay the $2.
0: So, so you got to be able to make pretty much like $20 an hour. Right. At be, least, yeah, at least $20 an hour to be able to afford a two bedroom home in any city. So that's uh that's over $40,000 a year. Right. That you need to make to be able to afford.
1: And in San Francisco, you need to be making sixty eight thirty three an hour to afford the exact same thing
0: so that's like a hundred and hundred and forty thousand dollars
1: yeah Shoot, 70. that's like
0: ten that's wow that's twelve thousand dollars a month
1: yeah seventy dollars an hour i mean that's a that's a good living oh
0: my that's yeah that's a hundred and 100, uh a hundred and forty thousand dollars
1: yeah wow that's that's crazy
0: that's a lot of money
1: yeah. And that's still just to barely be able to, that's just, that's it just to afford it. I don't mean you eating enough. And I just saying you can afford the apartment. Yeah. yeah and,
0: and having other amenities like, you know, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just, uh, there is definitely a hundred percent an affordability issue in the U S like affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that's out there trying to, uh, to fix that. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's very tough to be able to fix it because of, you know you got inflation um, things of that nature we continue to print money right um, all the time that's not the you know that's part of the reason that's part of the problem you got greed because you know people want to make money as much as they right. can to sell these houses right and then you have um, uh, right now what's going on at least in the housing market to purchase is uh, you have a a, a very high uh, demand, mm-hmm. but super low inventory, right? And what that's doing is driving the prices up too as well. Because, like you right. know, with anything, whatever the good is, uh, supply and demand, right? It, it's 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 worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. That's the value of it.
1: Buy for one, sell for two. <laughs> that's
0: right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's right. And uh, you know, more and more people are looking to move further away. Like I got a lot of clients that I, I know we're talking about like, you know, renting homes as well, but I'm, you know, for home purchasing, I'm finding that lots of people once you know, especially like a lot of these companies are saying that they're going to, uh, work permanently be able to work from home or they might have a two day work week where they go into the office. Mm -hmm. And so like, all right, I can suck it up and drive an hour or two hours, two days a week to work you know what i'm saying right just to sacrifice to get you know more uh potentially more space and to get a more affordable house because generally speaking the further you move away from the center of a city into the suburbs the the least expensive the particular place is unless they have a ton of amenities and such right um But yeah, more and more people are moving further away. So I'll let you chime in on that. And, you know, I could talk more about like this last piece that you have on the housing crash and my opinion on that. But like people are definitely moving further away.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it just. People aren't really sure if they want to go back. I mean, I know I've talked to a couple of friends, a a friend of mine who's been talking about he was waiting to see what his job was going to do. He works out of New York. He was going to potentially move to another a whole another city if he only had to go to work like two days like every other week or two days a week and he would commute from another city because he just said you know the cost of living in New York is worth it for him to pay to commute to New York and go like live in like someplace like Atlanta or Houston and get him like a big house
0: yeah no question or shoot go down the road to Delaware
1: yeah but it's just like he not living. He basically not living. Like he's just waiting for his job to make it official. But he's like, I'm not gonna live. I'm, I'll still work in New York. I like, like I, I'm hoping I have to go like every other week. But if I got to go two days a week, I'm still gonna move to another city because it's just it just makes sense. And, I, and and obviously, what you know, one of the things that COVID has proven is that people are able to work remotely and still be productive.
0: They are, and then also the thing that's going to change that's going to be a paradigm shift too as well is I'm wondering what the cost of living, the balance is going to be. Because right. like, think about it. Like, e- e- if you live in a, 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 a small town, mm-hmm. you know, small U.S. town, right. jobs don't pay as well in that particular town, right? Versus being in a big city, a major city. But now if I'm doing the same exact work that I was doing in a major city but living in one of these small towns right like why can't i get paid like everybody else
1: yeah well i I know i talked about it i don't know if i'm going here but i know like when i first start you know it it, it also depends on where you're you know where you're from i know when i first started working out of atlanta there was this thing like oh oh you you work out of la so it's like they pay la people more money because it felt like la people had more experience because they had been doing it longer right right and And so like you said it's like if you can if you can say hey i'm out of new york i mean it's not as bad i mean that was like 10 years ago so it's not as big of a thing but again like i would it's a lot it's why a lot of celebrities live in places like atlanta because you can make that la and new york money and it goes a lot further in atlanta
0: oh my gosh are you kidding me
1: (laughs) it goes a lot further like a one-bedroom efficiency in in la or new york a one-bedroom walk up in new york (laughs) you can you can buy 10 acres in atlanta
0: no question and the rent's a third yeah i mean there's areas that are that are higher priced in atlanta but like generally speaking yeah man yes yes you can get a big old house down there um but the playing field i think now is Mm -hmm. uh is leveling like in regards to jobs And, uh, like income is getting there. Like obviously it's not, but it's getting there. Like I'm fine. I'm, I'm, you know, talking to more and more people and they're saying that it's hard to find the people to come back to work now, like restaurants. Like I saw, uh, uh, the Ruby Tuesdays close to my house. Right. They offering a 250 sign on dollar fit sign on bonus. Now to many people, that's not a lot of money, but I've never ever seen a fast, not a fast food, but they're like in. Sort of fast food, right? Ruby Tuesdays, but like offer you a two hundred and fifty dollar bonus to come work there. You ever yep. seen anything like that?
1: Nah, nah. But yeah, I've seen a lot. A lot of those places uh, have been offering. But I make I said. I mean, I think honestly, one of the things that you know, again, COVID taught people, man, is tomorrow, tomorrow I ain't promised, right? So why am I gonna go to work and kill myself every day for something I don't really enjoy doing? And for something that somebody doesn't really, they don't really care about me. Right. Right. So it's like a lot of people made the decision like, hey, like I just don't, I don't want to do that. And and let's be brutally honest too. A lot of us have to deal with asshole customers. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, who don't,
0: the, Yeah. Who don't give you any
1: grace. Yeah. During the pandemic, man, people, you know, I was, every time I went to the store, man, I was like, thank you. I was very appreciative. I mean, I'm, I'm like that in general, like, that's just one of the things rules I live by. I learned that a long time ago. Like, you nice to the people who you think at the bottom, they would be the first ones to be like, "Hey, baby, come on through here, yeah, yeah, come on, I got you, you know, come on." Through. I used to do that at the at the cafeteria in college. I was one of the few people that spoke to people at the cafeteria. And then when I ain't had no more money left on my meal, jump, I was straight, bro, all the time. I was straight all the time.
0: Hey, you know what? I don't think I don't know if I told you this story, but. Um, I told you I was getting a uh, home renovated right? Um, in D.C. that I own. We've owned it for a while. And so we finally got it renovated. And so I met the contractor at the uh, the home for a final walkthrough. And I had my son with me. So my son, he's not that um, extroverted anyway. Like, he'll speak and stuff like that. But, you know, I wanted to make sure that I introduced him to the contractor. This is and that. So my man comes in and he's got... You know he's older so he got baggy jeans on he got some some beat up air force ones <laughs> he's dirty like he got a not you know a t-shirt for his company and a hat and stuff like that right you know he doesn't look like he's wealthy right so my son he ain't disrespect him but like he wasn't like all super excited to meet him it was like more like okay all right this just a worker right right so my son likes basketball and we started talking more and i was like so you know you played basketball in college, huh? How'd you like that experience? So he started talking Mm. about, then my son peaked up perked up Mm. and we were talking about his experience and stuff. And I was like, you know, tell me how you got there. Such and such, such and such. Then as we were leaving, I was talking more and, and he was just like, you know, applauding me on the, you know, this home and whatnot and things of that nature. And so I asked him, I was like, so, you know, I don't have as many, as much property as you, bro. Like how many, how many homes do you have? Right. So I'm, I wanted to prop them up so my son could hear it. Right. Right. And he's like, well, right now we got about 30 doors. So that's like 30 rental units. Right. Right. Um, And then I ain't say nothing. And then we started talking, talking. I was like, you know, and I was telling my son, when we got in the car. I was like, um, what'd you think about him the first time you met him? So mm-hmm. he didn't say anything because he knew it was a trap question anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you, you just thought he was a worker, huh? And you thought he would just work for me. Right. Like like he was beneath me, so to speak, right? And I was like, little do you know, he played college basketball at, at, an, at an Ivy League school, right? He was one of the top 40 executives um, at his company, at you know, in his 30s. And he just pivoted and decided to open a construction company because that was his passion. And he owned all this real estate. And he was like, yeah, I didn't know. And I was like, well, that's why you got to treat everybody with dignity and respect because you never know who it is that that you're talking to. And that goes like what you're talking about. Like, you know, yeah, people had to deal with asshole, you know, assholes during this pandemic that wasn't giving you grace, didn't understand, you know, what you were going through on a daily basis and such. So by you saying that made me think about that particular story because I just went through this last weekend and that was a good learning lesson uh, mm-hmm. for my son. But speaking of housing, um, one of the questions that you had in here that you wrote is, uh, is 2021 looking the same as the housing crash of 2008? Right, Inflation rising, housing market bubble, lines of credit stop. I'm gonna let you speak on that, and then I'll tell you what my thoughts are. Man,
1: this is on you, huh? Hey, man, this is this is where your expertise uh, you, you comes in. You, you wanted know?
0: to hear me talk about it, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, not nah, because I it was a it was a, it was a, the article that I saw about the 40 hours working a week and and people not being able to afford rentals, and they were saying maybe they could just stand by and once the housing market crashes again, they can get something. So that was they was all part of that same article.
0: Yeah, I guess everything has a potential to crash. I think the difference this time around is that that people that bought their houses really could afford them when they bought them, right? Okay. Many people, when they bought houses, they put money into it, right? So they had some equity and some skin in the game. And then most people that own a house now, they're in a very, very strong equity position, meaning like, you, you owe a lot less than what your house is worth.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And so, um, the good news about this particular situation versus 2008, say you lose your job and you can't afford to make your mortgage payment anymore, right? And you're on the verge of losing your house. Right. At least you can sell it and make a little bit of money.
1: Right. You're not, you're not, you're not going to be completely underwater.
0: Right. Before, you were underwater. Like, think about it. Like, you, I lost my job, I lost everything I own, and you want me to pay to sell my house. Now it's, I lost my job, I've lost everything that I've saved, but I can, I, can, I can make a little money on the sale of my house to float myself until I can get back on my feet. Right. That's the difference now than what happened. Now, the problem is, is how long will this situation last? You know how much longer will people be able to withstand what they've gone through right. and not getting paid and living off of a, a lower subsidy and things like that. But I think it's different. I think the inflation's rising, but they're trying to artificially, you know, curb that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because there's so much other things riding on. Um, you know, our economy. There's so so much involvement in that and geopolitical. You know, the world is relying right. on us to succeed. Right. Right. Um, and then the bubble, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be a big bubble because of what I just talked about, because there's a lot of equity involved. Right. Right. I do think, um, I think there's going to be some, uh, um, some major problems in the future. I do. I think once, uh, once some of these pe- cause cause some people aren't going to ever be able to go back to work. Right. Like we already know that we lost about 10 million jobs permanently. Mm hmm we had lost 40 at one point and 10 million aren't coming back. I think in a few years, um, those folks that just couldn't get back on their feet, um, are going to be in a bad situation and you might see some, some foreclosures and things like that. But the thing about this is, as we know, a lot of people got richer during this pandemic. Yep. All right. So those people that got wealthier and made more money, that's what they're gonna be doing buying these houses yep so I don't I don't think it's gonna I I personally don't think it's gonna uh it's, it's gonna get too bad unless they lock us down again If they shut us down again then it's gonna be a, a big problem mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. that's the problem but I don't think um that yeah, we're gonna I don't have, think that's yeah, gonna happen yeah but I don't think we're gonna have a crash like we did in 2008 because it's just too much equity in these houses and I mean, you saw it, man. People was having a frenzy in a pandemic to buy a house.
1: Right. No, no, you're right. That that's a very good point. Cause that what in this article they didn't mention equity. So that's a that's a very good point you made. I might have to I might have to Google uh LinkedIn and see like if there's some uh, if there's like a show where I can learn about like housing and stuff. I might have to, might have to Google that.
0: Right. You might have to Google that show
1: yeah yeah I've heard, i mean i heard that show i heard it, i heard it does numbers so i might have, might have to check it out
0: I, I, that's funny man so I, I don't know what did you have a take on that
1: nah man i'm just sitting here taking in taking in the knowledge you know, oh, that's t- it.
0: taking in some knowledge
1: yeah that's it
0: all right no check for nick <laughs> <laughs> wellington park
1: wellington park yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i'm interested in this one right here go ahead
1: yeah this joke this joke blew up this week man ble- ble- blew up blew all the way up so i uh you know everybody knows the olympics well i don't know everybody the olympics are starting this week and so basically uh you know because covid is going crazy over there in uh tokyo I mean, to the point that we talked about this a couple weeks ago, countries under state of emergency, people have already tested, athletes have already tested positive, athletes have already been, you know, sent home, they're already quarantined in our U.S. gymnastics women's team because one of the alternates got it. So it's going crazy over there. So basically one of the things they did, they came up with the idea to uh, help keep people separated was they made these terrible beds, that basically means no sex on the beds. They're called, they're called anti-sex beds, basically, because they don't want to have any any interaction with uh, with uh, competitors. And what I've heard from Olympic Village, which you can imagine, Olympic Village, you have athletes from all over the world mm-hmm. in that primal age group, in the best shapes of their lives, and like I said, people from all over the world. It's out of town, it always leads to trouble. Yeah. But out of town, like in a confined area, with a lot of people, that yeah. So so they they made these anti-sex beds. Yeah. So basically, they saying the beds can't can't sustain any sudden movement or constant movement. And uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, the beds aren't made for any movement. They'll basically break prevent any any kind of movement. They're basically only for sleeping. So they're calling the anti anti sex bed Olympics. Is is what they called it, uh, but uh. So one guy, the Wellington Park is, is that some guy arrived and he basically I forgot what country. I think he was from like Netherlands or something. And he was like, "No, nah, I gotta see if this junk is real before I bring something up in this room." <laughs> so it's a video of him just in his room, just jumping on his bed for like five minutes. Yeah, and he was like he basically was like they get to the wellington park i'm putting this bed to use yeah
0: because it, it was fake it was it was fake news right
1: they i mean they said that they said that i think i think when the word got out they ended up switching it out they basically like people were like come on man and people were like yo man these people they just gonna do it on the floor that's what i was thinking they do it anywhere joe <laughs> yeah, the countertop
0: like, the table
1: yeah the, like, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be toilet like, oh, man. whatever foiled again because of the bed yeah <laughs> like oh baby and, yeah, dude dude made a whole video he, he basically said i wish he'd have been singing the wellington park jump while he was jumping on that bed real hard uh,
0: that, he's an irish gymnast he should have been doing it rough it all yeah, rough, rough it <laughs> all.
1: yeah he, he was like he was like i gotta see if i bring somebody up in this thing because i ain't I, I ain't trying to have this thing crash uh,
0: that is that is funny oh my gosh i well who knows i don't you know that yeah you're gonna take that take that uh chance and COVID
1: yeah man. hey come on man you know they are yeah you know they
0: are no question they'd be like we'll be all right we asked because is, is, is everybody
1: been you know been following the COVID rules for the last eight 16 months they missed the Olympics last year like nice nah, there's it's some dudes that didn't even go to go to the Olympics they went just for that yeah <laughs> that's funny man all
0: right <laughs> take us up out of here
1: be a problem solver, not a problem finder. Problem solver, not a problem finder. If you can't take care of your family in life, take care of them in death. Get you some life insurance.
0: Relationships. DNA. Have a plan. Pull up and motor cash. I got a show today. That's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate.